Welcome to This Seriously Sucks, the right podcast when life goes seriously wrong. A series for people hit with a devastating life event. We talk about wishing you could get a do-over, the scary, sad shit going on in your head and not wanting to go on. No deep psychological theory or just think happy thoughts advice here. These are practical strategies to help you get through this seriously sucky time. Now, here is your host, the author of This Is Not The End, who knows what it feels like to want it to be the end, Nina Sossaman Pogue. Yes, this is the right podcast for when life goes wrong. Hi, everyone. I'm Nina. I am sorry that you are here, but I am so glad that you found us. Sorry, because you are likely going through something really horrible in your life that you're having a hard time handling. So this is the first episode of This Seriously Sucks, and my first podcast, and I literally put the word sucks in it, so if it's really bad, there you go. Put it right out there. I used to do news, and I am comfortable with a teleprompter, and today I'm just going to sit and chat with you. I do have some notes that I'm going to try to make sure that I, you know, Put some pearls of wisdom out there so I make sure I stick with my notes. But this is new to me. I am looking forward to putting this out in the world in a new way. So I'm creating this because after writing a book and speaking and having lots of people come up to me after speeches and things and say, I wish I had known that, or uh, I have a friend who's going through a really tough time and how do I get their book? And I'm going to share this, these concepts and these ideas with them. I, I wanted to put it out there in as many ways as possible. So the tough thing is when it's right after a trauma or an accident or a diagnosis or divorce or getting fired or whatever it is that you're going through, um, there's so many things that take our lives in new directions. Right when you're in the middle of all that, it's just too much to sit down and read a book. Uh, reading a book is work that your brain can't do because it's trying to handle whatever it is you're going through. So I'm going to do these first six episodes and just dump out some strategies that may help you. Um, and not all of it has to work for you. I just hope you can grab on to a piece of it that does. Someone once told me you don't have to buy the whole ball of wax, just enough to make a candle. So hopefully something that I share here will make sense to you. Um, it is such a difficult time to even be sitting and listening to me. So I appreciate you sharing this time and, and being here in this moment. Um, I remember standing at Barnes and Noble looking for something to tell me what to do at one point in my life, what to do when people say, um, how are you? Because there's no good answer to that right now for you probably. Uh, what do you do with all the scary shit going on in your head because you don't even feel like yourself? Uh, I needed a book to tell me you know, why I wanted to step out into traffic. Uh, I needed a book to tell me why I felt numb sometimes and could just ran out of tears and didn't feel anything. And what was that? Was I like not a person anymore? And I needed someone to explain those things to me and let me know if I was ever going to be okay again. Like my whole world sucks. What do I do right now? That's what this podcast is for. Because so I stood in Barnes and Noble and they were big, thick, uh, PTSD workbooks, and they were books with a lot of other people's stories. And honestly, I mean, I love people, but I didn't give a crap about anybody else's story right then. I didn't have time for that. I just needed somebody to tell me what to do 
to give me something to take action on or some way to know that like it was going to be okay somehow. So that's where this came from. Um, I wrote a book 15 years later. I wrote the book that I was looking for at Barnes and Noble. And it took a long time to figure out what even to put in the book because I had to go back through and think about the hard things that happened in my life and rethink of the really traumatic events and figure out what did I do that worked? Um, what made sense? How was I able to go on and like, not just survive it, but I had some big successes after big failures, like really bad failures and bad things happening. I went on and had some success. So what, people kept coming to me and saying, you know, how'd you do that? And I, I, I wasn't sure I would joke and I would say, Hey, I used to be a gymnast. You know, we fall down and we get up and go ta-da, and we keep dancing, but there had to be a better answer than that. So I did a lot of research. I studied lots of religion, stoicism, lots of philosophy, uh, little brain science and cognitive behavior therapy. And I won't use any of those words for anything in this. This is not what this is about. This is just about how did I get through it and giving you some ideas to get you to the next point in this, you know, really crappy chapter of your life. So I, I guess I should tell you a little about myself. So you will know if you want to stick around uh, and if there is anything that you think that I can help with. So first I need to level set by saying, I'm not going to even pretend to know about what you're going through. Your trauma is unique to you. And I couldn't stand it when people said that to me. Uh, so you're not going to hear that. And I'm not going to say God has a plan or things will get better with time because I'm sure you've heard plenty of that. So if that's what you're looking for, you are in the wrong place. I am going to give you strategies to get through these moments, to figure out where to put this in your head, to figure out the right words to come out of your mouth, to figure out how to handle the people around you and what to look at in yourself and in other people to make sure that you're going in the right direction uh, it's it's real tactical and strategic, so not warm fuzzy. This is not the warm fuzzy podcast. Second, uh, I use the word this a lot, and I want to explain that when I do my speaking. And the name of my book is "This Is Not the End: Strategies to Get You Through the Worst Chapter of Your Life." And the "this" is in all caps. And when I speak, I talk about "this is" as well, and I talk about getting through adversity and finding success on the other side. I speak on resilience. So this, when I use it, um, whatever it is that you're going through, the reason you tapped in here and you're listening, that's your this. It's whatever big gnarly thing that is taking up all the space in your head and making you feel crazy and making you sad and making you unable to function. That's your this. So every day, how I explain it, there's little this is like picture T-H-I-S, just the little word this, uh, all lowercase. Those are things that happen in our life. Those are, hey, you're traffic and you're running late or you spill something on your shirt and you got to go change it. Or, you know, your kids teacher calls in the middle of your big meeting and you got to deal with it. Those are this is those are things that aren't planned in your day that you just have to deal with. You have to get past this. And then there's the capital T-H-I-S. So capital T and then lowercase H-I-S. Those this is are the big things that may sidetrack you for a few months. Maybe you break your leg and it's your selling season and you can't get out there and do what you're wanting to do. Or you uh, get mono and you're in college and you lose a semester. I mean, things that will sidetrack you for 
weeks or months or something there where you have a, a diagnosis of a, an illness, but it's something you can re, you know, recover from and it's just going to take you in a new direction for a while. Those are the capital T-H-I-S's. And then there's the all caps. This is capital T, capital H, capital I, capital S. That's what we're talking about. This is the this seriously sucks. That's the big T-H-I-S's. And that's what we are going to focus on. So when I say you're this, it's whatever it is you're dealing with. Uh, your this is unique to you. Your what you come to it with, your experience, and how many other times you've had to handle tough things. That all makes a difference on how you handle it. Uh, the people around you, your financial circumstances, it all plays into the things that you can and can't do to get you to the other side of your this. So when I'm talking about your this, uh, that is what I'm talking about. You know, so many people have gone through these big, pivotal, life-changing, crappy plot twists in their life. Um, if you knocked on my door with a cup of coffee or a bottle of wine and said, hey, help me through this, look, what it, tell me what you did. Or, or if you were someone that I met on an airplane that was having a tough day, I would have these same conversations with you. Uh, I just have become uh, somehow able to figure out how to get through these really difficult times and get to the other side. So I guess I should tell you my this is, I've had five big this is in my life, capital T-H-I-S, things that took me in a new direction, certainly not part of the plan that I thought I was having for my life. I was a gymnast. I'll start early on. I was a teenage, when I was a teenager, I was a gymnast and I was on the U.S. gymnastics team. Moved away from home when I was 13, trained for the Olympics, uh, was on the U.S. team on the cover of magazines, everybody, you know, talked to Nina as this big Olympic hopeful, everybody in my high school knew it. And then I didn't make the Olympic team. So I became the girl who didn't make the Olympic team. And that was embarrassing and crushing. And I wondered why I'd spent so much time my whole life doing that. And I thought my life was over because that's all I had ever wanted. And in gymnastics, you kind of get one shot because you can grow and it's really difficult. And I was 17 at the time. So then I went on to college, uh, picked myself up, finished up high school, got, went on to college, and I was one of the top recruits in the NCAA, and I went to LSU, uh, gymnastics scholarship. And my freshman year, I blew out my knee. And so then I lost my sport altogether, and I thought my life was over and didn't really know how to identify myself without being a gymnast. It just felt like everything was ruined. You know, at 19, I just felt like my whole life was over because that was all I had done my whole life. Like, who was I without gymnastics? Uh, it was on everything I owned. If it had been today, it would have been my Instagram and my Facebook and my everything. You know, it, it, it would have been who I was to my core. And so it was very difficult to figure out who I was. Uh, I made some bad choices. I told my kids later, I'm like, hey, make good choices. But that's mainly because I made some bad ones in college. We won't talk too much about those, but who knows? We'll see how this goes. I might share more someday. Uh, but yeah, so after that, I did make some poor choices in college uh, after losing my sport, had to figure out what to do next. And then I got into news and uh, got into television. I became a reporter and then a news anchor and had great success at that. And I really loved what I did. And I had this great career and then was voted my city's 
favorite news anchor seven years in a row. I mean, everybody loved me. I was doing my thing. I really was on top of the world again. And then I got fired from my dream job, just in some budget cuts, but literally won the area's favorite news anchor on a Thursday and then was let go on a Friday. And again, my world spun like, wait a minute, I committed to this community. I had my kids here. This is the plan I had. And now I'm embarrassed and sad and spinning and not knowing what to do. So that was another time when a big this hit. And then I got going again, um, got back in television. I went through a divorce. That's a huge this. And I almost just skipped over it. That's how bad the next one is. Um, But yeah, that went through a divorce. uh, And that was less than fun. And I'm sure some folks listening uh, come from that world because it happens often. And it's whether you decide to get divorced or someone divorces you or it just it sucks all around. It's just super hard. And it's never going to be what you thought it was going to be. You know, your life Christmases will never be the same. Your kids are going to deal with the back and forth. It's it's never going to be the same. And I was crushed. And I thought that that was the worst that, you know, now now what? Uh, But pick that back up and happily remarried for 17 years. And so uh, it amazingly somehow works out. And I'll talk about that in later episodes. And we'll have some other people on who've gone through different versions of that. So that was another big this, another capital T-H-I-S that took my life in a new direction, a big plot twist. And then the last one was the toughest uh, and the one that really had me in a bad spot that I think most of the book that I wrote and what I'm here to talk about comes from, because there are times when you really feel like you can't go on. It's not just a plot twist. You just don't want to be you anymore. You just don't want to be here anymore. You just think life can't be okay again. And that's where I ended up. And this is never an easy story to tell. Um, I've told it many times now on other people's podcasts and in my books and from the stage, but it never is an easy story to tell. Um, I hate even having to tell it to you, but I feel like I need to, to let you know that whatever it is you're going through, I've been to some, somewhere like it. I've been to a really dark place. And so that's why I share this story. In 2005, I was, as I said, I was a popular news anchor. I was doing the news three shows a night with my co-anchor. Um, he was also a close friend. And I worked two to midnight for lots of years. Those were just my hours. So I took an afternoon off so I could go be what I thought was like a normal mom, go meet the school bus, see the kids, do homework. I just want to be a normal mom for a day. So I took the afternoon off and I went to pick up the kids at the school bus and the bus let the kids off right in front of my co-anchor's house. So I went a little early and I got there to hang out with his wife and we were sitting on the grass and they had a new baby boy and it was crawling around. So we were playing with the 11 month old hanging out, cute baby. And the bus pulled up. There were lots of, you know, excitement. Like you can picture a bus pulling up, busy, crowded bus stop, kids getting off. And you could hear, actually you hear the bus coming from around the corner before it even, you know, made the turn. So you could hear all the kids on the bus with the windows down. And um, so there was lots of excitement. The kids all get off and they're running in different directions and to their moms. And we had older boys that, you know, jumped off and threw their backpacks and wanted to run around and play in the yard, you know, just a normal fall afternoon. Um, and then every, we said, you know, we got to get going. Everybody's got to start homework and do their stuff. And so we go to leave 
And after everyone gathered up all their stuff and in all that commotion of people and kids and moms and running and going different directions, um, no one noticed, myself included, that my friend's sweet baby boy had crawled next to the tire of my car. And I backed up. And in that moment, everything changed. Now I'll get you out of this really uncomfortable moment and let you know that he lived, uh, but his skull and his facial bones were crushed and no one thought he was going to live. And it was months and strings of miracles and teams of incredible doctors and prayer vigils and the whole community. Because again, I was the news anchor and this was my co-anchor's kid. And so no one did the news that night. It just was like, it threw the world into a spin. Um, my world, obviously, and my friend's world, even tougher, but it just changed everything from that moment forward. Um, again, he survived and he's this good looking high school kid now. This has been 15 years plus and he plays basketball. He ran for school president, class president or something once. I mean, we got through it and he is a great kid now, but in that moment and for the weeks and months, as you can imagine that followed, in that moment in that driveway, and for all those weeks and months that followed, it was really dark. I was pretty sure I would never feel normal again, much less happy again. I didn't want to be me. I didn't certainly didn't want to see people. I didn't know what to say when people said, how are you? Because like, was even when I started doing better months and months later, it didn't even feel okay to say okay. And like, it was all just bad. So that is why I get you. You know, I, I, it's a crap fest and you're there. And I just want to let you know it's not the end. That's why I wrote the book. This is not the end. And then that's where I am. I want the worst chapters. I want to sit here with you for the worst chapters of your life and help you through it. Because I feel like those of us who've gotten through it need to share. And it's different than going to your counselor, whoever you're going to. It's just good to hear from someone else who knows about the crazy that's going on in your head and the inappropriate things that go on in your head. It's like, it's just weird space to be in. And I want to give you a key thought in this episode before I, you know, I've rambled on along about myself. I need to see how long this has gone on. Um, but I do want to give you some nuggets of pearls of wisdom or some nuggets that you can work with in each one. So in this one, just a thought from someone who's 15 years past the last big this in her life. Um, this is your life and you have more control over what happens next than anyone else. It doesn't feel like that right now, but there are some real things you can do to be sure that you're okay 15 years from now. And you will have 15 years from now, the knowledge of how you got through this because life isn't fair or always fun. It's tough. And those of us who make it through it, you teach the folks who come along after. So 15 years from now, you will use your knowledge and wisdom to help someone else as the world <laughs> kicks them in the nuts or whatever it is that's happening with them. It just never seems like it's fair. And it's always amazing to me after I'll speak to a big group, people will have just shared the most amazing stories. And that's what I want to capture with this mission that I feel like I'm on. Um, this story is yours. This is the story of your life. In the book of your life, 
Here's one for you. Think about this. If you're not really tuned in, tune in here with me for just a second and really think about this. Picture it. There is a book that is your life. It's what, what does that book look like? Look like, is it like a paperback? Is it a hardback? Is it like Harry Potter and in a bunch of volumes? <laughs> um, is it a giant novel? Uh, maybe it's a comic book. I don't know you that well. So you tell me what the book of your life uh, looks like. Think about it. That book that is your whole big, long story life with this included. Now open that book to today, the page in that book that is today, right now, this moment is in that book somewhere. Open your book, picture it. Are you towards the beginning of your book? Maybe you're in college and just did something really stupid and uh, feel like you, you know, can't go on in your setting that you're in right now. I'll get you past that. Or maybe you're in the middle of a divorce in your 30s and that sucks and you're, you know, you know, partway through the book. If the book's, if you're 100, going to live to be 100. That's If you're 50, you're in the middle of the book, okay? If you're 80, you're towards the end. All right, so picture where you are in that book and that page. And now in your mind's eye, the page you're on right now, all the pages ahead, they're blank. There's nothing on them yet. All those pages ahead are blank. You're the author of this story. You're going to have more control over what goes into it and the language that's used and the setting and the people. Like it's, it's all seems like you don't have much power right now and that life is just not working out as you planned. But all those pages are blank and you will have options and things you can do right now to make sure that in those pages, so many pages ahead and all there'll be good stuff and bad stuff and everything in those pages ahead. You know, it's life, but there'll be joy and happiness along with the you know, frustration and anger and other things that come with life. So all those pages in your book, you are the author of that book and those are all yours. So in these first six episodes, this one was a lot about me, but I felt like I needed to set it up. Um, in these first six episodes, I'm going to share, you'll hear just me, but I'm going to share survival tips and stories and strategies that can help in this situation. You're this, what you're getting through. Then the following series of uh, episodes of this podcast, it's going to be people who are also at least 10 years past their this that they're going through. So people who have been paralyzed, who've gone to prison, who've lost children, who live through things I cannot even imagine. Some of them have the most amazing stories. In each of those episodes, we'll hear their stories and then we will ask them three questions. I'll ask lots of stuff, but there's three questions I'm going to ask in all of those episodes. One is, what do you know now that you wish you had known then? Second one, what would you tell your younger self if you had them sitting in a chair right in front of you right now? And the third one, what is one thing that a listener today can do today to help them survive this seriously sucky turn of events? So we'll ask those three questions and hopefully you can jump to one of those that relates to you and it can help you have some pearls of wisdom or some ways to think or strategies and uh, something you could do to help you in the days ahead. We all have new skills and toughness that go comes from going so, through something like this. Myself and all of the guests I have lined up, and they everyone has these new this new coat of armor and this toughness that this creates. I call them your superpowers that that come out of very traumatic of, events. Um, you too. I know it doesn't feel like right now, but you will have weird new superpowers on the other side of this. Bad things unfortunately happen to really good people every day. 
and resilience is not something that we're born with. We don't come out with it. Um, I know some people will argue the DNA. In general, resilience is not something that you are born with. Uh, it wasn't magically there the day you were born. Um, it's a muscle. And some of us have had to flex it a whole lot already. And this podcast is from all of us who have flexed that muscle a lot to everyone who's going through it right now. Let us use some of our strengths to help you get through it. Let us pick you up and carry you through this moment. Um, your this is changing you. And stick around. Stick around and let us help you get through this. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you're ready to get serious about getting past this seriously sucky event in your life, join the club. Go to mythis.club to get a free copy of my book, and there's other resources to help you get through this. This has been another episode of This Seriously Sucks. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Nina Sossaman Pogue and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. 